0: it's Ananya and welcome back to the Daisy Reality. Today I have a very, yeah, very content su- creator and career coach and she is the epitome of an empowering woman. She she empowers women through professional development, personal growth opportunities, and she does this in underrepresented places. Her focus is to represent underrepresented by tapping into industries that lack inclusivity, and she is truly an empowering person in so many ways. She has a variety of personal and professional experiences, and she is also extremely accomplished in many, many kinds of ways. Um, she's also a digital content creator with over sixty thousand followers. She strives to bring back inclusivity into you know her career. She represents women of color, and she also uh, taps into creative spaces such as beauty and skincare, food, and leisure travel industries. She has the opportunity to, op- to collaborate with Fortune 100 brands on partnerships, um, and she focuses on media planning, content marketing strategy, and creative design thinking. Fun fact, Schwefel enjoys traveling and trying new cuisines. She has traveled to 26 countries and most recently, prior to the global pandemic, spent over a month backpacking across Southeast Asia, which is so cool. And also in her spare time, she enjoys frolicking around the country for the best boba tea spots, same, and teaching at a college for students with disabilities. (laughs) She's excited to bring a new perspective to all opportunities she pursues and believes in doing so with kindness, authenticity, and confidence. I have had Swift on the podcast before, if you guys don't already know. Um, our first episode was all about balancing out being a lifestyle and career content creator. And in that episode, she talks about her journey, but also her advice and personal experiences as a South Asian woman. And since then, she has grown immensely, not only as a person, but also as a content creator. So... I think it's really important to have her back again because she's extremely hardworking and hearing her talk about her experiences not only struck me as inspiring, but it struck all of you as inspiring as well. So I'm super excited to hear all about how much she's grown and I'm super excited to be talking to her. So let's welcome Shweta to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be back. It feels like it's been forever. Like I can't even remember off the top of my head, even after listening to the first podcast, like when that happened, I feel like a part of me feels like it was like a month ago and a part of me feels like it was five years ago. So (laughs) it just really depends. Um, But I'm so grateful for your support and the support of your broader community. And it's been so great to see you really, really, you know, put into action, like what your platform stands for. So I know you've really gone out of your way to reach out to or others have reached out to you uh, to really amplify their messaging of what they represent. And I think it's awesome because I'm sure there's a lot of overlap in terms of what their values are and what they stand for. But also I'm sure there's a lot of differences and nuances because Mm -hmm. even other creators, other coaches have a very different approach to things and a different story in terms of how they got to where they got. So Mm -hmm. I think it's super awesome that you do that. And for those of you who have not had the pleasure of, um, hearing the first episode and hearing my introduction, as um, Ananya mentioned, my name is Shweta, and um, by day, my eight to five is I'm a product marketing manager in financial services um, in the technology industry in the Silicon Valley, surprise, surprise, mm-hmm. and um, I'm also a digital content creator uh, slash influencer, blogger, model, you know, a lot of words to interchangeably used. I wouldn't say interchangeably used, but I would say there isn't really one title. I would say it's so hard to find a title that encompasses all of it. And I'm also a career coach, um, which has expanded into social media coaching as well. Um, and as she mentioned, I'm a huge traveler, foodie. Um, I really, really love bubble tea. Recently been a huge um, matcha fan, and I guess now it's the season of pump and spice in the fall. So that's also been my like latest obsession as of like five days ago. And um, that translates into like food, skincare, like everything like I literally have matcha skincare um, (laughs) products as well and like pumpkin spice like face masks for example so literally everything but thank you so much for having me I'm so excited to dive into topics and um, I'm excited to share more about the behind the scenes of my journey um, and how that's like really evolved and grown even from the last time we connected
0: Uh, I'm so excited um you know really quick thing matcha this is a topic of discussion because I'm not a huge matcha fan but I love boba tea so I guess that's something we can do. Interesting. On here. You know it's so funny because I actually grew up um not to not to make this whole podcast about matcha
1: but I grew up actually really disliking matcha because I felt like it it was very grainy and it just kind of like smelled mm-hmm. like grass and I was not a fan of it but mm-hmm. I think um I think certain types of matcha I do like better than others and I think it's one of my travel dreams actually to go to Japan fingers crossed mm-hmm. um and try their matcha there because I've heard it's like a whole other level. Like I heard like once you have matcha in Japan, you can never have matcha in like any other part of the world. So
0: we'll see. I'll keep you updated. Okay. Awesome. Well, that was a little fun fact. I love that. And speaking of fun facts, before we jump into our questions, we're going to do some quick rapid fire questions, if that's okay with you. So I'm going to start. Is that good? Are you okay with that?
1: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Sounds
0: good. Let's go. Three, two, one. Okay. What is your job title?
1: I'm a product marketing manager.
0: Okay. What was your first job?
1: My first job was working at the local library no. um, in, like, the city I grew up in. Yeah, I would, like, organize books and, like, help people, like, access, like, different technological devices <laughs> and print that was print stuff, so it's a very exciting
0: job. Super <laughs> exciting. What is your favorite <laughs> month?
1: Hmm. I have to go with April, because okay. that's my
0: birthday month. <laughs> I also love the spring,
1: because I feel like that's, like, right before the summer, so, like, that whole, like, April through June time. I really love, and I'm truly like a California girl at heart, so I'm definitely more of a sunshine person over like a snow or rainy, gloomy person. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I see where you're coming from there. What is your favorite season? You kind of just answer that, but I'm assuming it's spring. Yeah,
1: definitely. It's hard. It's really hard. I would say spring or summer, but also I did go to school in Texas where there was like extreme heat, and there was a heat wave in California last week, and I was not a fan of that, so it's hard. I would say spring because it's not too hot then
0: yeah spring okay okay what is your favorite food
1: oh my god i love thai food so much <laughs> there's a specific dish called Khao soy it's like a very traditional dish i don't know if you've heard of it before yeah. it's like a curry with a noodle thing in it and it's like basically a combination of all of my favorite thai dishes in like one dish oh, okay. and i had it for the first time when i went to thailand um a couple of years ago so yeah
0: <laughs> delicious what is your favorite word
1: Ooh, that's really hard. That's a really hard question. Um, I would say passion mm-hmm. or like purpose. I use those two words a lot. and I know it's a very, very deep, deep wording, but yeah, that's one of those. Yeah. It's really hard to choose one. I don't know. I have a lot of favorite words.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Okay, who's your favorite hero? Or who is your hero?
1: Hero. Yeah interesting i think there's so many ways to interpret this question like are you talking about superheroes are you talking about my role model i would say my hero is definitely my grandma um yeah like uh, you know she's definitely been like a huge female role model inspiration someone that like pushed me out of my comfort zone you know a lot of other reasons why but I, she's the first person that came to mind when you asked the question
0: that's that's awesome so, I think you already answered this, but where did you go on your last vacation?
1: So, as you know, I travel a lot. I would say my last vacation, I went to Seattle okay. um, a couple weeks ago, um, so that was really fun um, before it got really gloomy, so I got <laughs> to escape that part of it, um, but yeah, I'm excited to go international in the next few months, um, so stay tuned for that. Um, my last international vacation was pre-pandemic, as I mentioned. Uh-huh.
0: Okay, well, stay tuned. Follow her to see all of those updates. <laughs> uh, all right, next question: What's your go-to pastime, if you have free time?
1: Of course. Mm. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm like, yeah. What is free time? No, honestly, I think my pastime. I really love like sketching. I love like just like freestyle drawing. Um, I also just love photography, so I'll like literally take my camera, just take pictures of random things. But like, have nothing to do with work or anything I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Like, just for fun, I'll, like, learn new, like, new features on my camera or learn how to, like, edit pictures and just play around with that. Obviously, I love, like, scrolling through TikTok and watching YouTube and mm-hmm. those kind of pastimes, too, and <laughs> being lazy.
0: <laughs> okay, love that. I did not know that about you. All right. What was your favorite subject in school?
1: Hmm. I would have to say it was probably English.
0: Okay, all right that creative? English or history. Okay.
1: Yeah, history or English, yeah.
0: Okay. What is your favorite word in another language?
1: Mm -hmm. That's a really hard question. (laughs) I would probably say... I really like the name Maya. Mm -hmm. And so, fun fact, I grew up learning Sanskrit, which is... Um, you know, a very, very, very old, outdated language, like Latin, and it's it's the root language of which a lot of, you know, South Asian Indian languages, Middle Eastern languages are also based off of. Um, so Maya, like, means illusion, and so I think it's a very, it's a really pretty name, and I also think that it has many different meanings, so. All
0: right, yeah. that was fun. I think that that was really fun. I got to know a couple of new things about you, so yeah, all right. Now, now that I've gotten to know a little bit more about you in the fun side of, you know, your aspect of your personality, I kind of want to get to know more about how you've been now and how you've grown since the last mm-hmm. time we spoke. So let's jump into those questions. So starting with the first question, which is regarding your journey in general. I know it's been almost a year since we spoke and since then you've grown a lot in a lot of ways. So what has been your biggest area of growth over the last year for, for yourself and your journey?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, I think it's a very loaded question as well. There's so many different layers to growth and change. And I don't think growth and change, or especially change, I don't think change and ambiguity is a bad thing. I would say the biggest area of growth has been the way that I allocate my time. I think I'm a lot more intentional about who I spend my time with, what projects I take on, what work I tag on. So interestingly now, if I think from a year ago till now, and it might be hard for you to believe this. I feel like I've actually taken on less work what? in terms of the amount of things I'm involved in, yeah. but I have been more involved in each of them. Ooh, okay. Does that make sense? So I am doing less things. I have less responsibilities, but each responsibility I have been spending more time on. Okay. So I think that's been the biggest Um, change, because I know this is a very cliche comment, but I think it really comes down to quality over quantity, right? Like I think I used to be running around, doing a million things, and it was really, really exhausting, and I feel like I could not be present in any place, and so I think it's part of growing up, it's part of adulting, it's part of maturity, is being able to pick your battles, and understanding, like, where you want to spend your time, who you want to spend your time with, Mm -hmm. the type of energy you want to surround yourself with, I think there's so many different factors and layers to it. So yeah, I'm truly grateful um, for the people who've been very supportive and it's just been, it's been a lot of fun.
0: That's awesome. So I know you've gotten into um, a really, really niche part of like helping others with career development too. And you know, based off that question, you're saying quality over quantity is really important. Would you say that's also something that you recommend for anyone else to do? who's also, you know, trying to get to get going in their career as a career coach?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think when it comes to career coaching, I mean, there's so many types of coaches, right? Like, I think even career coach is such a broad term, Mm -hmm. like you could be a career coach and specifically teaching people how to code and you could be a software engineer and teaching them this one specific type of coding, and you could call yourself a career coach, right? Like, I think career coach means so many things, but I think regardless of what coaching you do, I think if you're in a business where you're mentoring people and trying to um, support people, I think it's more than just teaching them that skill, right? I think mentoring is not just telling someone what to do. Mm -hmm. It's about providing guidance, doing so in a way that's meaningful, like, understanding what is their communication style Mm -hmm. and I think the quality of a quantity thing applies here too so if Mm -hmm. people are looking to start a coaching business it's really important to start small like you can't wake up one day and be like you know what I want to coach 50 people today like that's like not humanly possible even for me right yeah and I don't think it's about the number of people but it's about what impact and what value are you adding to each of those people's lives and what specifically do they want support on because here's the thing I coach people, multiple people on the same types of stuff, Mm -hmm. but it's still super different because each of their personalities are different. Mm -hmm. Each of their goals are different. Each of their working styles are different. Each of their backgrounds are different. You know what I mean? There's so many different uh, variable factors. So I think it's really important to understand your audience and who you're supporting and really take the time to get to know them and what their needs are and be super patient. I think there's a lot of qualities and skills that I've learned by being a coach honestly Mm -hmm. that I didn't realize I was lacking until I started to coach and I was like oh my god like I need to be more patient or maybe I need to take a step back and calm down and Mm -hmm. you know so I think you you really learn a lot and it's, it's a really awesome experience.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like my experience with you has been so, so thorough and you just always been very, very supportive and you're always very helpful. So I think the way that probably translates as a coach is extremely valuable. So I think that's amazing. And um, I, I love, I love that you're saying that this is how you've grown, because I think that applies to almost every single aspect of who you are as a content creator. So I, I think that's awesome. So during this episode, I really want to delve into uh, who you are as a person. So you produce phenomenal content, but there's no way it's a seamless process. How do you balance being able to have online time and offline time? Has it affected your personal relationships and how has that worked, worked out for you?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, every day I definitely you know, have a task list, which is a very, very simple starting point. Obviously, there's so many different pieces that go into that list. It's not just a list, but I have like all of these systems, and organizers, and you know ways to basically prioritize what I want to focus on. But I would say every single day I allocate time to work on content creation. Mm-hmm. I obviously have my corporate job, which is my number one priority right now. And um, content creation is a huge priority as well, especially a lot of the partnerships and opportunities that I take on with other businesses and other people. I take it very seriously. and I'm very professional as you may have been able to notice on my platform every single piece of content I put, I don't just put it out there. You know, I don't overthink it as much as I used to. I definitely don't wait a lot longer, but I definitely want to make sure everything I'm putting out there has no spelling mistakes isn't like blurry or hazy, has a meaning to it, you know. So I think for me, it's really about being intentional with my time. So every day after work, for example, I spend X amount of hours um, focusing on content creation. And that could mean different things. That could mean I'm actually creating the content, that could mean I'm editing the content, that could mean I'm planning and strategizing, Mm -hmm. that could mean I'm talking to a business, like, that looks different every day, Mm -hmm. but I pick a little piece of it every day and focus on it, and obviously, there are certain days of the week, whether it's the weekend or Fridays, Mm -hmm. or Thursdays, for example, where I have more time to dedicate, Um, and there's certain weeks, like this past week, where I didn't post at all on social media, on on my feed. You know, because I'm so incre- incredibly busy, so I think it's just really important to manage expectations with the people you're working with, and manage your time um,
0: in a lot of ways. So, yeah, that's that's great to hear, and I'm really glad that you're able to find that balance of pr- finding priorities. I think that's something a lot of people struggle with. Um, so, yeah. yeah,
1: I I just wanted to add to that when it comes mm-hmm. to online versus offline. To answer your question, I think it's so important to just literally put up, put your phone on Do Not Disturb, put your phone away, like not respond to dms not respond to people like all the time right like understanding that there is a time and place to do things right because I want to be present with my family with my close friends with my co-workers right so I think for me I'm I really really am big on time blocking mm-hmm. so when I mean time blocking I literally block off the time I'm even gonna take a shower I'm gonna eat I'm gonna brush my teeth like every single thing I'm super detailed With that being said, though, obviously there's days where not every single thing is planned and I just am spontaneous. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go get boba, or I'm going to go on a walk or I'm going to go do this random thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the most part, I definitely live by my calendar and I um, really, really try to be practical about how much time I want to dedicate to things. And that's the best way to be online versus offline is like, even on my email, I'll be like, hey, I'm going to be offline for two weeks. Like, Mm -hmm. please expect delayed responses. And that way people know when they email me, like, they're not going to get a response. And if they do, it's urgent, there's a way to contact me, right? So I think it's really important to just over communicate sometimes to um, better distinguish online versus offline.
0: Something that I think is very important to do in order to stay organized, especially when you have so much going on, like you, you have going on. But that just kind of leads me into my next question, which is, you know, having such time blocks, do you feel like you're fully able to be present when making time for your loved ones as well?
1: That's a good question. I would say if you asked me this question a year ago, um, especially when we did our first episode, or even like two years ago, especially in the peak of the pandemic, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I think there were so many times where I would be like sitting on a couch with my family or trying to do like something and then also trying to do like ten million other things at the same time. And here's the thing, I'm usually not multitasking when I'm trying to spend quality time with loved ones, but I'm still thinking about things. Right. So, I could be at dinner with my family and thinking about, "Oh my God, tomorrow I have a million things to do. I'm so stressed about it and like not even be able to hear what they're saying and and you know dedicate my time and energy and so, I think it's not even about physically doing something and not being present, but it's also about mental presence and I think mental presence is so important because at the end of the end of, end of the day, and I actually saw like a recent um, interview with i um, on Jay Shetty's podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've, if, if you've heard his podcast On Purpose, but he interviewed Kendall Jenner, mm-hmm. and there was this one line that just really stood out to me where he was like, or what she said, where Kendall Jenner said, um, you know, happiness has to come from within yourself, and mm-hmm. you can't be relying on other people for happiness because then you're leaving your happiness at mercy of others, mm-hmm. and I think that's so important to think about because... When I am with other people, like loved ones, and I'm doing other things, I that means I'm never happy because I'm constantly thinking about what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next. And when you keep on planning and going, yeah. you never get a chance to breathe and stop. And that can actually affect your work. So at the end of the day, you're not even benefiting in any way. Right,
0: right. Well, so how have you been able to move away from that, if you don't mind me asking? I feel like, you know, you've talked about how you've lessened the amount of things going on, but you're still very much involved. So how have you, how have you changed your mindset?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the way I've changed my mindset when it comes to this is I really, really have learned to say no. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Like, I get a lot of opportunities, which I'm very, very thankful for, mm-hmm. whether it's opportunities to go to events. Because the pandemic doesn't really exist anymore and people are going to in-person events, which is amazing, but it takes a lot of energy and time, right? right? I feel like it's almost, can be more draining than virtual opportunities, depending on how you look at it. But I've just started to say, no, like it's really fortunate or unfortunate, but sometimes I just have to say, you know what, look, I would love to do this, but I just don't have the bandwidth and I have a personal commitment and you really have to pick your battles And that's really what it's come down to is I have learned the art of how to let go of things. Mm -hmm. And I've learned the art of saying no. And it hurts sometimes like at that very moment, you're like, oh, my God, shoot. Like, I have to say no to this thing. I'm going to get so much FOMO Mm -hmm. when I see people post about it. Mm -hmm. For example, I'm not sure if you heard of south asian new york fashion week but that was a huge event that happened in new york and i was invited to be very very closely involved in it Uh um and it would have been an amazing opportunity but unfortunately i had a lot of personal commitments and commitments for my corporate job which were amazing opportunities that i just couldn't you know prioritize that over this right so it really came down to picking my priorities in that time that doesn't mean that it's not something i'm Passionate about, and I want to like really just drop everything and go to, mm-hmm. but I just couldn't. Right? I had to say no because I knew that saying yes would take a toll on my mental health. So that's like a really recent example, I think, of one way where I really, really was like, oh shoot, you know, I wish I was there. My friends were there, people mm-hmm. I work with are there. It sounds so fun. New York sounds amazing. But then I took a step back and I was like, you know what, if I had gone, it would have just not been the best decision for me because I had so many other things going on at that time.
0: Right. Because what's written down in a book of what leads to perfect, like perfect success or perfect outcomes is not what it is for everyone. You know, everyone's journey is different. Everyone's background is different, like you've said. And I think you have so much going on in a different way than a lot of other content creators do, because not only are you a content creator, but you also, as you said, had a corporate job, you're a coach, you know, and mm-hmm. I, think, I think that art of finding that balance is something that I give kudos to you because that is something that is extremely difficult to do as just a normal, I mean, I'm a teenager, just a normal teenager. It's hard to say no to things, but you know, having such strong and important commitments and being able to choose what's important to you then, that's very, very commendable. So I think that's amazing.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. And I think you're already doing so much yourself. <laughs> and you know, I feel like I mean, I think about where I was at your age, you know, not to say that I'm like super old or you're super young or, you know, put 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 a um, I guess To have a certain connotation associated with age but i think that like Mm -hmm. the way that you're thinking about it is very very realistic and true because i think especially when i was in high school or middle school or even in the beginning of college i was like i'm invincible i can do whatever i want i'm gonna say yes to everything and i did and i don't have regrets but it really really got me very burned out very quickly Mm -hmm. like i have no fuel fuel left in my Mm -hmm. system my battery was draining like it can get to you really fast.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you've been able to find that balance. And I think that's something a lot of people listening and will definitely want to find as well. So I love that. Now, moving on to our next question. So what are some of your best memories that you have had when creating content with family or friends or incorporating them into mm. the experience as I've noticed you've done on your platform?
1: Yeah, I love this question so much. I feel like it's like a kind of a fun fact question too. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly... I have had so many fun memories. I mean, let me just start off with one recent example that is probably a memory that I will never forget. So one of my best friends, she is also a photographer in the Bay Area, and she actually specifically focuses on weddings and elopements, but she has recently been branching out into creative photography as well. Mm -hmm. And she um, does a really, really good job of like really balancing and I guess, compartmentalizing work for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. She and I, we decided to go on a trip to Utah together, which was so fun because it was like a combination of a road trip, mm-hmm. like a best friends road trip, but also like a content creation trip. So we both like woke up at like 5 a.m. one day, mm-hmm. went to look like, really cool locations, took like professional pictures. I wore this like 10 foot long gown It was insane. It was mind-blowing. That was just, like, one of, like, 10 million memories on that trip. So I think the best thing is that I've been able to, and this is something I feel, like, genuinely so, so blessed and lucky about, is being able to surround myself with friends and family that are incredibly supportive. Like, I can't even tell you how supportive my friends and family are when it comes to cheering me on. Especially when I'm having a low day, I feel like my content is not just, Oh, my God, what's the point of this? I spent so much time or just the energy like when you travel and you create content it's a lot of work because you're in a different place you're waking up at a different time it's a different time zone you know you there's a lot of unexpected factors you might not even know the language or the people or the environment you're in you might not even have access to a car or transportation and you have to do it you know so i think it was such a fun experience to go to utah with my best friend who's a professional photographer and she actually creates a helps me create a lot of the content that i have on my page Mm -hmm. um and I think with my family, um, my brother, I have a younger brother, and he has been so awesome with also just being so patient if I'm, a, if I'm, you know, in the middle of a food shoot or we're traveling and I see something cool and I want to take a picture, he definitely does a great job of, like, helping kind of like be the creative director and he's so patient. And I think it's also important to understand the perspective of the other person, right? I always want to put myself in the shoes of my friends and family because I think it's important to set boundaries. Like if I told my brother to take 50,000 pictures of me for six hours, that might not be the most fun thing for him. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to be mindful, be intentional, um, but recently we created some fun content in Seattle when I went to visit him there because he lives there. And, um, I went to Utah with one of my best friends. I'm trying to think, like, honestly, I've had so many fun moments with friends and family. Like I take friends with me when I go to restaurants to shoot like their new menu and we just end up taking a bunch of pictures and creating fun content. And then we just sit, and sit there and eat all the delicious food and drinks. Mm-hmm. And it's just so great because we usually get to try like every single thing on the menu. Um, and it's so fun. It's just so, so, so much fun. It doesn't even feel like I'm working. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's one thing I wanted to call out is when I'm with my friends and family creating content, I literally do not feel like I'm working and I do not feel like it's mm-hmm. a chore. Mm-hmm. And I get, so, it's like a different level of excitement when I'm editing that content too because I look back at it and I would see pictures of us and I'm like oh my god this is such a fun memory you know so I think the way I look at it is also um very different not to say that I don't enjoy other types of content but it's definitely very close to my heart I think when it comes to incorporating into my experiences I know you and I talked about this a little bit in the first episode but I think there's a balance between um you know privacy and and keeping my personal life separate, but also incorporating and showing parts of my identity on my platform. So I definitely love to show my family and family events I go to. For example, like my cousin, one of my cousins got married this summer and I was with my family and I wore some really amazing designers there, um, really amazing South Asian designers. I wore their pieces there mm-hmm. and um, I was able to showcase that, other aspects of it. But I also, um, you know did not disclose certain parts of um that experience that i wanted to be personal um for privacy reasons primarily right so um i think it's all about setting boundaries um and i think at the end of the day i don't obligate anyone in my family or any of my friends to be a part of it i'm like if you want to be a part of it you can if you want to help me you can but i'm never like hey you have to help me take pictures and you have to help me do this it's really what they're comfortable with and able to commit to which is so specific person by person um but i hope that answers your question because i think i can definitely talk about this question for a really long time
0: no it most definitely does and i think i think something that I can take away from talking to you even in five to 10 minutes is that you definitely value respecting people and their boundaries as well as having that happen for you, vice versa. And I think that's an amazing skill. Um, And every time I hear you talk about it, you know, it kind of reminds me that I should do the same. So, hey, I think it's amazing. And I I definitely commend you on being so respectful while also being so thoughtful and incorporating such important things into your content. I think it makes it super valuable.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. And I think, um, you know, one of the things I also think about um, is growing up, I think there were so many times where I was so embarrassed to mm-hmm. be seen with my family, or I didn't want to be around certain friends. And I was like, I just want to do all of this stuff by myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was scared to ask people for help and support. So I think, you know, as I got older, and as I got to go through some of these experiences, I think my perception definitely yeah. changed.
0: That's- That's awesome. And I know, you know, you were kind of talking about your example earlier about how, you know, you and your friends have just gone to travel and create content. And I think it's the epitome of doing what you're passionate about, which is amazing. And I know you're an avid traveler, as we can see through your content. So how do you maintain those personal relationships, even when you're constantly on the go?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think for me, you know, I definitely have my group of best friends, um, and they're all split across the entire country. They're even friends that I'm super close to who literally live in other parts of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And same with my family, like some of my closest family members literally live on the opposite side of the world. So I think it's really important to, going back to what I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, be intentional. Like I set up time. To catch up with friends, with family. And sometimes it's really hard to find a specific time. And so when I'm driving, when I'm at the airport, Mm -hmm. when I'm getting off a flight, when I'm in an Uber, when I'm prepping for a shoot, uh, you know, when I'm between meetings during my lunch break at work, I call them, you know, or I text them and I'm like, hey, how are you doing? I check in. Um, And it's really important to be clear on who those people are to you. So I feel like I'm very clear on like, who my close friends are, my best friends are. Um, And that doesn't go to say that I I, I, I don't care to support or don't love the other people in my community and my other friends, but we all only have 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to give your unlimited attention and energy to every single person that comes into your life, right? So I think it's really about being intentional, making the time to spend that quality time. For example, when I know that I have a free weekend, Or I know that I'm not traveling, I definitely allocate at least one day when I'm not traveling, a weekend, to be completely off of my phone, to be completely off of social media, and um, I spend time with close family and friends. And if I am on social media, it's not when I'm physically with them, you know. So I think it's about setting those boundaries and also letting them know. Like I always tell people, like, hey, you know, when we go to dinner. I'm not gonna even take my phone out. I'm not gonna take any pictures. This is for us to just catch up Mm -hmm. and hang out and have a good time, you know? But when I am taking pictures, I let them know ahead of time, like, hey, I'm gonna bring my camera, I'm gonna take pictures. This is for XYZ. Are you okay with this? Are you comfortable with this? Right? So, Mm -hmm. and I think at the end of the day, my best friends, my family are always hyping me up. They always want me to create content, um, which I appreciate. But I think there's also a point where I'm like, you know, as much as you're okay with it, I wanna spend time. You know, catching up personally, and not necessarily use this entire time to create content. Right,
0: right. I think that's awesome. I mean, this is just out of curiosity, but how how are you able to allocate time to catch up with people who you're you know who live all around the world? Do you just like? talk to them. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think them. it's
1: about sending each other calendar invites, you know, yeah. setting up calls, um, just like I would with anyone else. I think it's, if you have to prioritize that person, right? Like if I have a call with one of my best friends in another country and I have a client call at the same time, I will tell the client, Hey, I can't make it. I have a personal commitment, right? Like you have to pick and choose. And sometimes it's hard. It's hard because work is important and work can be time consuming. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like, I can't say no to work sometimes, but mm-hmm. I also, it's so easy to push off catching up with people and delay that and procrastinate it, right? Mm-hmm. And there are definitely some friends where we don't go months without catching up. Like, there are some friends, some of my best friends, we literally have not seen in three or four years. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends from college, she lives in New York, and I have not seen her since like 2019. Wow. But we catch up at least once a month, and we catch up for hours when we do okay. catch up. But it's hard, and there's definitely been months where we haven't caught up, where it's been like three or four months, and we have not talked or texted because it's so hard to text too. and not everyone's on social media, and even if you're on social media, like everyone's a different preference on communicating, and a different style and energy levels and so many other factors, but we find a way to make it known that we care about that person, right? I think, I don't know if you've heard of the love languages before, the five language love languages, but um, everyone has a different way. So I think with my best friends and family, what I've really gone out of my way to do is understand what their love language is and accordingly reciprocate and show them that I care for them and I'll be there for them, right? So I do my very best and I really, really, really take friendships and family relationships very seriously. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm a very family oriented person. I've always, I've grown up like that. And I go, like that's how I'm going to be for the rest of my life. And like no matter where my career trajectory takes me.
0: Uh-huh. That's amazing. I love that. So as we're talking about this idea of finding balance, you know, that brings me to the next question here, which is what's your overall advice for people, especially, you know, any of our listeners who are struggling with finding a balance on finding some kind of balance between your personal life and being present in the moment?
1: yeah it's a really good question i would say i have three tips for folks who are looking to find balance i think the first is to figure out why are you doing what you're doing like what is your purpose what is the why it's not just what you're doing because what you're doing is important and obviously you want to enjoy it um but why are you doing like what are you getting out of it right and it might not always be like you're getting money it might not always be like you're getting fame like you're not going to necessarily be on the cover of a magazine. it might not be something where you see the results like immediately, maybe you'll see the results of what you're doing 10 years from now. For example, something I really prioritize in my life right now is working out. And I've been really, really focusing on fitness and my personal health. And I don't see results immediately. You know, I have been consistently working out every single day. I work out one to two times a day, every day for the past four or five months, no matter where I am traveling to, what I have going on, how tired I am, exhausted I am. I I try to show up. Mm -hmm. but I have not necessarily seen the results I want to see. Right. But that's because it takes time and patience. Mm -hmm. So I think the first thing is for balance is figuring out why you're doing what you're doing, because if you can't ultimately answer that question, Mm -hmm. it's like, why are you even trying to balance this? Right. Right. Like there's, there's like, like, you know, I think you have to really, the why is super important. I would say the second part of it is really trying to figure out and understand when it comes to balancing Mm -hmm. how much time do you want to dedicate to things, right? I think prioritization is my number two piece of advice. For example, when you balance things, do you want to spend 60% of X thing every day and 40% on Y thing? Or do you want to spend 20% on one thing and 80% on one thing? And you don't need to write down specific percentages, Mm -hmm. but I think it's so important to understand the specifics um, in terms of how you prioritize things. For example, there are certain days where I just know that it's insanely busy with me for my corporate job. And I'm only going to have two hours that day to do anything at all besides my corporate job. Mm -hmm. And so I have a couple options. I can either work out. I can either create content. Mm -hmm. I can take a nap. I can talk to my parents or call my family and friends. These are all the things that I have to choose that I want to spend my two hours on. And the old me would have been like, you know what? I'm going to try to do all four of those things in two hours, which is humanly impossible. And you wouldn't do a good job even if you tried to. But now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pick one thing, one of those four things that I just listed. I'm just giving you an example. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really about prioritizing your time. And even with free time, it's really important to make that free time. Because with balance, it's so easy. Like, I mean, I know you mentioned, like, do I even have free time? It's a good question because there's so many times where if I have free time, I fill it up with work. And I don't think that's a very healthy mentality and a healthy way to live that's just my personal opinion and the third you know response to your question around balance is I really really think it's so important to I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out the right way to phrase it to have the right tools and resources Mm -hmm. there are millions of calendars there's millions of online platforms there's like millions of things out there i feel like it can be really confusing Mm -hmm. like every single friend i have they use a different like like one of my friends she has an online journal like she uses google calendar one of my friends she uses like a physical notebook to make her task list one of my friends uses this app to write down everything she eats and everything she does every day like all her tasks like every single person i know uses a different thing and it can be overwhelming so find one platform that works for you even if it's literally a piece of paper and a pen and use that consistently every day to keep track of everything you do and that's going to really help with balance because i think it can cause a lot of stress and anxiety and not be good for your mental health if you're constantly on different platforms. And people ask me, you know, Shweta, why are you not on Twitter? Why am I not on TikTok? I mean, I am on TikTok, but I don't really post on TikTok. And I don't have a Twitter. I don't have a lot of other social media. I have a Pinterest, but I don't really use that much. It's because Instagram is like the one area right now in my life that I'm looking to focus on and grow on. And that's really what I've been doing. It's really hard to put your eggs in multiple baskets. Obviously, if I was a full time content creator, I would probably expand it to other platforms because I would have more time. But based off of my priorities in my life right now, I'm trying to do a good job and be present. You know where I can be present and what's feasible and realistic without losing friendships and like not talking to my family. Like you know, it's not worth that to get on a new platform. So you have to understand the trade off of things. Like what is the risk of things and what are you trading off when you make some of those decisions?
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. I think all of that is so 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 helpful. And I love how you know everything that you're saying kind of roots back to this idea of finding your passion and and finding what you want to do. And I think that's super important because sometimes we're so caught up in trying to do what people think we should do that we don't do what's best for us. Um, And I I think that's extremely admirable. So hats off to you for that. Um, But yeah, that's-
1: And it's definitely hard. I mean, I was just going to add one more thing to that, Um, not to cut you off, is- I think you brought up something really important that I just wanted to highlight, which is it's so easy to do what others want you to do or others think you should do. And I think social media specifically and just corporate America, even in my corporate job, we are surrounded by a bunch of people, a bunch of smart people with a lot of opinions. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people post things like you should do this, you should do this, you should not do this. And as a result, that shapes our identity of who we want to become. We become who other people want us to become and not who we want to become. And we do that subconsciously. Like you might see a post on social media and be like, oh my God, I need to dress like that and be like that. And you might not even realize that. Mm -hmm. But when you look back at it and you reflect on it, you realize that your life should be ultimately shaped by your experiences and your perceptions based off of your experiences and your opinions and how you feel. And you really need to be in tune with your emotion, which is why to me, reflection is super important. Mm -hmm. It's so important to take a step back and think about, like I said, my purpose, like why do I do what I do and why am I friends with this person, right? And Mm -hmm. sometimes with friendships, you're, for example, like you're not always going to get out of it what you put into it, right? It's not going to be transactional. So I think it's so important to just really, really be mindful of people's time and more than people's time, your own time, your own energy and your own experiences.
0: Definitely. I I love that. I think it's really important to, you know, have that self-reflection as you were saying. And that was, you know, I was just going to ask you that as well. You know, even if you do all these things to balance and, you know, you have a purpose, you prioritize, you find those tools and resources, I'm sure there's still moments where you, you know, you feel overwhelmed. Um, And so I, as, as, you know, for yourself, how do you keep yourself going whenever you have, you know, a little bit of overwhelmment that, Happens when you're going through a lot of things?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think in moments of stress and anxiety and being overwhelmed, there's a couple things I do. One, I literally figure out, okay, what are the top three things I need to tackle right now in my day? Like if I have a million things to do, if I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I have 10 million things to do. I'm gonna get a heart attack. Like I'm so stressed. I'm overwhelmed. It's impossible for me to finish it. Like I definitely have had feelings of like waking up and I have like a panic attack, you know, and it's it's a real thing. I think a lot of people go through things mental health wise or not. And it's something I've talked about with my therapist as well. And Mm -hmm. it's so important to be like, what is important for you? to do in the short term? Like, what are three very realistic things that I can easily accomplish today? And one of those things, or at least two of those things, like, or not even just two, all of those things, what is one element of all of those things that makes me happy? Like, what truly excites me? Because I think when you find something that makes you happy and excited and gets you pumped up, even if it's a, like, a lot of work, Like you still go get through it super fast and you're like happy when you're doing it and smiling and like you feel like you're invincible and nothing can get in your way and nothing can stop you. And so I think that's my biggest thing. And the second thing is just finding little, little things that make you happy. Mm -hmm. For example, I love, I love, love, love just making my morning coffee or my morning matcha. Like it's like my ritual. Like I do it every day. My skincare routines. I love doing my skincare routines. Like I literally put my phone away. I go to the bathroom. I play music. Music is good. Mm -hmm. I just listen to certain podcasts, speaking (laughs) of podcasts. Um, I just, I turn on certain colors of lights in my room and I just like chill. Like there's like little, little things. Like I love going to Trader Joe's, for example. I love going to the grocery store. And that's like my, like when I'm stressed, I I, like will wholeheartedly admit this. I will literally take a break Mm -hmm. for an hour in the middle of whatever I'm doing and just go to the grocery store by myself or I'll just go for a walk, right? Like I think finding little things that like literally are a breath of fresh air and help you refresh and is that kind of like moment where you can just take a deep breath and you're like, you know what? It's going to be okay. I think those are the moments that really help me be more productive long-term and Mm -hmm. really, really, really um, get
0: me excited. That's amazing. I love that. Well, I I think that's everything. Honestly, I've been so, so excited to see how much you've grown. And I think- more so than a content creator, I think your mindset is so admirable and honestly super inspirational. Every time I talk to you i I think I've said this so many times, but <laughs> every time I talk to you, I always feel so empowered and ready to you know pursue whatever I want to pursue um you're 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 amazing for that and I'm so so grateful to have had you on again. Um, but yes, thank you so much for coming on. I hope you had a good time. Thank you, thank
1: you so much for um taking the time to be get to know me um on the personal front professional front thank you so much for also being so reflective and mindful of my journey I think it's been awesome to see from the first episode to now like like you said how much I've grown and I think one thing I want to really emphasize is it's not like there's not been challenges along the way there's been a ton ton of challenges a ton of roadblocks Mm -hmm. a ton of days where I'm like you know what is there a point in me even doing this do I want to keep going like there's a lot of times where I question um my purpose right and I think it's people like you that truly make me very very excited um, and truly keep me going like honestly I woke up today and I was like oh my god it's been the most exhausting weekend it's been a a really fantastic weekend by the way I'm not saying that everything I've done this weekend has not been exciting but it's just been very exhausting but I'm so excited to talk to you and I was like I am so excited to share all this information look at these questions like I looked at our like planning and strategy information and I was so excited so thank you so much for keeping me going and I really hope that i can be back on your platform and continue to inspire others because at the end of the day Mm -hmm. i said this in the first episode and i'll say it again the reason why i am where i am is because growing up there were always mentors and people that were there to help me and guide me through things and i'm so thankful for them even till today Mm -hmm. i have so many mentors as a product marketer in my corporate job in the career coaching space, and the digital content creation space, in every job that I do, I have people I look up to and I talk to them regularly. I have cried to them. I've shared my best successes with them. Like I share everything with them and I truly trust them. And I think you really just have to trust the process. Like there are a lot of things in your life and it comes to your jobs that are going to be out of your control so i think it's really important to recognize what is in your control Mm -hmm. and uh, put your best foot forward and just show up and have a smile on your face and not every day is going to be rainbows and butterflies you're going to meet some days that are worse than others and you just have to keep going i think that's the best thing and i think you've really been an amazing example of someone who has actually put that into action of keep going because i'm sure there's been times where even with your podcast, right? Like you have a million other things going on yourself, right? And I'm sure you have a million guests and every guest has a different way of communicating with you. And, you know, I'm sure it can be a lot, right? But you just keep going. You're like, you know what? I decided to create this podcast and this is my purpose. This is what I'm going to do. So keep doing you. And um, thank you for having me. It's a huge honor.
0: And I'm excited to be back. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm excited to see you once again. We're going to definitely keep having these updates. This is going to be like a growth Like a like a line of growth, (laughs) growth. check in, yeah, a little check in, quarterly
1: check ins.
0: (laughs) I I love it. I love it. Um, you're amazing, and you you really are such an amazing person to talk to. I always enjoy talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on, and I know everyone listening in is also extremely extremely inspired, just the way I am. So thank you for thank you for being you. Thank you for being such an amazing content creator, and not only a great content creator, but also a great person. We appreciate it awesome thank you of course and to all the listeners listening in i hope you guys enjoyed that episode be sure to do what i always say eat food drink water and take care of yourself because you deserve it i hope you guys have an amazing day and be sure to follow Shweta on all her platforms to be able to see what she's up to throughout her journey bye guys